Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamers here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I'm your host, Wes Easley. You can find me over on Twitter, at Loafinit on Twitter. And of course, the genius of the show. I'm going to just call you a genius, Pee Wee, at this point, because I think that your lineups do a lot better than mine. But it, it might be because I just set a whole bunch of dime lineups and I just start YOLOing every single line. <laughs> lost and what I've done last and I just keep switching things up that I'm already switched up from the last time and I'm already gambling a different uh, it's just sometimes it could be a train wreck for me on DFS lineups Wee. but you are Pierre you can find him on Twitter at Wee 31 on Twitter how are you doing tonight Mr. Pierre I'm doing well Wes I'm not sure I can take the the pressure of being a genius but uh, I appreciate that and I stick to cores I think that's something that you know we're working on together you get a good core and from there you're good to go yeah. Now, see, I say I'm comparing you to me and my DraftKings knowledge. <laughs> All right. I, I, I used to be a Yahoo guy more than anything else. And I'd play those Yahoo games and everything. And then when I found out that DraftKings had dime games, I'm like, oh, I'm all over DraftKings now. buddy. No. <laughs> all in, huh? All in. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, but I, I do. I do enjoy doing it and just like throwing different ones out there. So that's, that's what I enjoy doing very much. But you are a wealth of information and you always do, and you always give a bunch of it here on Tuesday night. Now, let me ask you this. You, do you look a lot into ownership? Because you don't talk a lot about ownership whenever I talk to you. Like some people like to fade people who are 90% owned or something like that just to get away from the crowd or get away from the herd. But yet you don't ever talk much about that. Well, because I mean, I look at ownership. So to start, yes, I do look at ownership, but you really can't, I wouldn't say get away from what people say are, are chalky plays. Because when it comes to chalk, most of those guys are, are chalky for a reason. It's because they're in a really good spot, you know, and they're a really good player. Take Dalvin Cook, uh, for example, last week. Really chalky, probably one of the higher owned, if not the highest owned running back. But he was just in such a smash spot. Why would you want to play that? So when it comes to ownership, I make sure you don't talk yourself out of just a really good slam dunk play just because they're going to be high owned. Um, oftentimes your own personal, you know, preferences, your own thoughts, your gut, that's where, that's going to be where your contrarian and your lower ownership type plays come in. Uh, when it comes to the chalk high ownership guys, oftentimes, uh, they're there for a reason. The only time I really fade any of those type of ownership plays, uh, is like a backup player that you're not really sure if they're good or not. Um, they're just kind of filling in for someone else. I kind of get a little more careful for that type of ownership play, but, but otherwise, no, I don't really worry about it too much. See, I think Joe Madden, you know, we both are Cubs guys. We, we live up there in that area, and I've paid attention to Joe Madden for years. Mm-hmm. I think me and him, if we got in like a, a tournament together on a DraftKings thing, it would be just so much fun to talk about because he would be coming marching into this draft room, and he would say, I told you De- uh, Devontae Booker would be scoring a touchdown for the Raiders, and I'd say, oh, yeah? Well, I told you Chris Conley was going to be hot. You know, we just start tor- throwing out all these different names because we like to go into a room and outthink the room. You know, just to be able to say, I told you so, instead of going with the Dalvin Cooks. But I, I have learned that going with a Dalvin Cook, just because everybody else is, is probably a smart move because if you miss out on Dalvin Cook, you've missed out on everything. Yeah, um, players like that, I mean, it's hard for them to miss, uh, especially in good spots. It's one thing if they're against a, a really tough, hard-knock defense, but if they're against a, a cupcake-type defense, I mean, why not play them in a really good spot? 
defense struggles against the run. He's one of the best running backs. Uh, so I don't see why folks would, would try to fade him against a team like the Lions. Uh, you can't outthink yourself. You can't pull, you know, Kyle Hendricks when he's dealing in the sixth inning of the World Series for no reason. You know, something along those lines. You got to roll with the, the guys that got you there and, you know, keep pushing through. Don't don't get me mad. Don't start. Let me start thinking about Kyle Hendricks. And, and, oh, you mentioned geez. that and that drove me crazy that game when he he pulled him early and he brought in Lester and gave up a couple runs quick. So I'm not going to get down a rant. It just kind of triggered my memory of him pulling Hendricks early in that World Series. Uh, yes, decisive game. Yes, but will I will always be and we will always be. Uh, a, anytime I see him, I will buy him a cold Mountain Dew at any single time because <laughs> or whatever he wants, I guess, because I do owe him a championship. He, he I will say he he was a, a, the cause for a lot of those victories that we had that year. Absolutely. Very appreciative of him. And Kyle Schwarber, you know, coming back from his injury. I'm going to talk that in there because he's a he's an Indiana Hoosier. Our football team, 3-0 and now, beat Michigan. Uh, we beat Michigan State. we got a big game coming up against Ohio State if we can get past the Spartans. So go Hoosiers. Just toss that in there you while guys, we're talking Cove. You, you guys are playing this weekend? Because Alabama's been COVIDed out, I think. I, I, Alabama LSU is done. It, I think LSU may be a forfeited. I, I heard it's COVID, but I think LSU said, nah, man, we just, we're going <laughs> to skip this one this year. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, we're still on the slate. we got Michigan State. Uh, we're top 10. I can't remember being top 10 as long as at least I've been alive and uh, aware of college football. So really big moment here in Indiana. Obviously, the Irish and Notre Dame uh, beat Clemson. So they're up to two, I believe. So just really good for Indiana football right now. Yeah, wait till they have start recounting the votes. You guys may not be quite that high. All right. All right. So, <laughs> no hey, let's talk about this DraftKings lineup, though. We always start at quarterbacks, Pee Wee, and we, we circle our way or back around to the running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I want you to – the top five quarterbacks this week, you know, Kyle Murray, Rodgers, Wilson, Allen, Watson. Mm-hmm. Kyle Murray starts out at 8,000, and he's just been tearing up the league. He's I, I said a couple of weeks ago that he's this year's version of Lamar Jackson – and and he seems to be proving it each and every week. 100 yards rushing last week. Rank those top rank rank them for me. Rank those top five quarterbacks uh, in order for me of who you yeah. like more this week in DraftKings. Absolutely. So it's going to start at the top. Uh, my favorite quarterback this week is Kyler Murray. Uh, you got to pay for him at 8K, but uh, going up against a, a Buffalo defense that's giving up points through the air. Uh, they they got a pretty good cornerback there, but they're still able to score. This is the highest over under. Uh, on the slate right now, I got it Seattle for 56, so I'd rank Kyler Murray first. Um, I do like Aaron Rodgers, but I'm probably going to put him third. I'm going to go second with Russell Wilson, uh, 7,700. Coming off a loss uh, against uh, the Bills themselves, I, I like Russell. I think he'll, he'll bounce back. Uh, the Rams got a pretty good defense, but Russell Wilson just has to do so much uh, for the Seahawks that I, I like him at his price range at 7,700. I'm going to put Rodgers third. The uh, only reason he's going to be a little below Russ is I really feel like Green Bay is going to blow out uh, the Jaguars here. Uh, they're favored by 13 and a half currently. Uh, supposed to be a little cold there in Lambeau. Uh, 24 mile an hour winds projected right now, uh, which could affect Rodgers a little bit. Um, it really didn't last time the wind was there. Uh, but I put him there third, followed by Josh Allen, fourth at 7,500, coming off a really big game against the Seahawks. I'm pretty sure that was uh, my island pick. Uh, that I did hit on our our fit picks uh, this week. I had the Bills over the Seahawks, so that worked out for me. Um, I know his grandmother just passed, so uh, hopefully he plays and you know he's he's motivated obviously by the his plan for his grandmother there. And then uh, Watson would be the the fifth guy out of that ring. 
Okay, so let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of them have the ability to pay off those big high prices. You know, Kyler in home games has 35 points on DraftKings. In his last two games, he scored 41-plus points in both of those games. And, and all these game scripts are very friendly for him uh, for this. And and I think that if you're at 8000 he could still pay that off then. Is that who you're going to play this week if you were going to play one of these top five? Yeah, I play Kyler uh, personally. Um, as you stated, he can pay it off. You, you tend to look for three times salary. Uh, and he's done that every game this year. Uh, he's gotten 24 more in every single game. I don't see that stopping here uh, against Buffalo. Again, high over under. Coming off a loss um, against Dolphins and, and your guy too, I expect him to be motivated. Uh, he has the big rushing upside, which I also like. So yeah, Kyler will be the, the main guy I play out of these five. Yeah, so far he's been over 24 points, I think, every single week. He could almost just lock it in that he's going to be able to pay off the that 8000 price range. And I think I'm with you this week. If I were to choose one of those guys, I'd, I'd have to take Kyler Murray. He just seems like he has the, the most potential to pay off that salary each week. All right, the next one, uh, Pee Wee, I'm trying to ask you some different questions here, throwing some different wrinkles in this. Uh, for this week on DraftKings, I think it's it's Herbert in this next Next category, he starts out at 6,600, and I want to say it goes down to 6,000. Give me two guys in this little tier that you would like to play this week. Uh, so it's going to be both the guys at the top. It's going to be Herbert. It's going to be Goff. Uh, they're in the best matchups. Herbert going to the Dolphins, the Miami. He, again, you just saw Kyler put up 41 fantasy points. Uh, Herbert's look really good. You know, his rookie season playing really well. Uh, half weapons with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, so I like Herbert, and then I like Goff. Uh, really just picking on uh, Seattle's defense. Uh, they've given up a, a QB1 in like six uh, out of the last seven weeks, I believe, when it comes to the Seahawks defense. We just saw, again, what Josh Allen did. Uh, I think the only one that's really been the hiccup was Garoppolo, who really struggled and got hurt the, the week before. But even Nick Mullins came in fourth quarter, put up like 18 points. Uh, Goff, he has weapons in cup. You know, he has uh, Robbie, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods. Uh, so those two at the top would be the two in this this range that I would go for. That'd be Herbert and uh, Jarrett Goff. I always get scared playing Goff. He's only scored over 30 points one time. He doesn't have to do that with that $6,500 price tag. But he's he's only got two games over 20 DraftKings points as well. And and that's just right there on that cusp of it. And, and other games, he's been a letdown. I I mean, but he is going against Seattle, right? So you got <laughs> yeah, to say that's a possibility. There. So that's, a, that's the thing. That's the kicker is the Seahawks. And I expect him, we talked about ownership earlier coming into the show. I expect him to be pretty high owned uh, at 6,500 just because of what the Seahawks has given up to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, so you're looking around 18, 19 that you want him to hit. Uh, he's done that a couple times this season. So you would hope that he can do it. Second highest over under. Uh, so keep that in mind as well. Uh, I have it at 55 and a half right now, uh, right behind the Arizona and Buffalo game. Uh, so they're expecting a lot of points in this game. Going to have to keep up with Russell Wilson. Uh, another reason that you can really think about golf in this spot. I think the next tier, of course, starts at Wentz because he's the next one in line. Duh. Uh, but then you go all the way. I wanted to say go down to Tua, okay, at 5,600, because I think it kind of falls off a cliff after that. But I, tell me who you would like the least out of this group from Wentz down to Tua. So liking the least, it's probably going to be Joe Burrow. Um, I do like Burrow as a quarterback this year. Uh, he's played really well. It's just that Steelers defense, uh, really tough, really tough to get to them, especially, you know, at home, back in Pittsburgh. 
Uh, you got to watch the the Big Ben, the Roethlisberger news. I know he kind of injured both knees uh, in that Cowboys game a bit. So if he's out, uh, that could be a a more of a down spot, I guess, for the defense as they might be on the field a lot more uh, with a Mason Rudolph. But as of right now, just expecting everyone to be healthy uh, out of this range, I'd probably say Burrow on the road against the Steelers would be the one I wouldn't play in that price range. Yeah, it's hard not to say Stafford. You know, I mean, it's just – he he's kind of been a letdown this year, I think a little bit. I'm not sure quite what's going on there, especially if Galladay's not there. Uh, it's it's really hard for me not to say Stafford, but yeah, that Pittsburgh defense is one stout defense. Although they did make that Dallas guy look pretty good last week. I mean, just I was I was cheering for him. How could you not cheer for him? I mean, he was he was you and me, man. He was you and me in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. Yeah, Gilbert was he was going up and down the field. He had them in a game. They were they were in a position to win. So you, you gotta like that. And I totally understand what, what Stafford as well. Um but right now they're showing his favorites. Uh, you know, you got Alex Smith is probably gonna be the starter for for Washington. And yes, that's a great feel good comeback story. Um, but I'm not sure exactly how much he's gonna be able to do. Uh yeah. Detroit's at home. Uh so even without some weapons, I could I could see Stafford still paying off some, being in a dome, being favored. Uh, going up against the Washington football team versus the Steelers, uh, which Burrow is going to be facing. I think Tua is kind of a mirage right now. Uh, and I know he's in a, what looks like a smash spot. He's only $5,600 on DraftKings going against mm-hmm. that 30th ranked defense of the Chargers, who hasn't really been a very impressive this year. He only had, even though we saw all those Tua highlights, and we heard all this Tua noise last year, he only had 21 points on DraftKings, which would pay off this week, I believe. But 35 of those yards were on the ground. And, and, and Tua is not a runner. Pierre, I, I, you know, I've watched two or three years and, and yes, 35 yards. I'd imagine he can get you that because he is athletic. He's a young guy and all those things, but don't let Tua fool you into thinking that he's a runner. He has to be a passer. And, and to be honest with you, he just doesn't have that many weapons in Miami right now. Yeah, he's pretty much, you know, with, with Parker right now, when it comes to Devontae Parker, I know a lot of folks are on uh, Mike Gusecki coming out of Penn state, the tight end there in his second year. He just hasn't quite, you know, been incorporating to the offense like many thought. Uh, Preston Williams got hurt last week, so that's not going to help the weapon situation. They traded away Isaiah Ford, so his, his options definitely are going to be a little more limited. Uh, even out of the backfield, you know, you had Gaskin who's injured, so uh, st- stacking up against Tua a bit. Um, but 21, you know, he did get that last week, and that'd actually be great. If, he, if I was guaranteed he'd get 21, I'd take it as you're looking at, at you know, roughly four times uh salary right there and we're only looking for three uh so right around that 17 18 range is where he needs to be uh it is a good matchup against the chargers who have struggled uh right now the total for this game is about 48 so that's a decent spot supposed to be 84 degrees uh down in miami so he's definitely playable in this price range um Mm -hmm. i didn't think he looked great that first game uh against the rams so he, he definitely had a bounce back game against the cardinals but if he can put up the same stat line i think he playing uh, pretty, pretty much every Sunday at 5600 yeah. flash range. I think it's going. I, that game's going over. This is going to be an air show. <laughs> this is going to be an air <laughs> show. Yeah, in Miami. So yeah, it's possible too. It might be able to outpass it. But he, once again, he just had 21 last week. I don't know if he can get over 21 because there's nobody to throw to on that team. It doesn't seem like. All right, give me three sleepers. So two or three sleepers out of this last little group here. All, all of these people. Drew Locke all the way down. Peewee that you might be eyeballing. I know I got one or two. Yeah, so in this range, it's tough. I'd probably say uh, Daniel Jones is one to, to think about there uh, going up against uh, the Eagles. 
Uh, I don't really like playing Daniel Jones, but he he does have some rushing upside himself if he can stay on his feet uh, when he's breaking away down the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does have weapons with Slayton. He's starting to target Ingram a little bit more. Uh, I know there's been some friction with the team and, and Golden Tate, so not sure if he's going to travel or, or play in this game, or I guess it's not traveling because they're in New York. Uh, but he also has Shepard, so uh, 5,200. Uh, Daniel Jones wouldn't be bad at this price range since you don't need much. Uh, the other one would, would definitely be Drew Locke. He had a big game uh, in Atlanta last week, put up 33 fancy points. Uh, really starting to get his rookies involved when it comes to Jerry Judy, uh, who we talked about last week in a good spot. Uh, he's really targeting him. K.J. Hamler, another Penn State guy. Uh, he's starting to get more involved in the slot. Tim Patrick, so some good weapons there. A pretty good total, 52 right now against the Raiders. So Drew Locke will be the other sleeper I have in this range besides Daniel Jones. I like Alex Smith a little bit. I know he's going up against Detroit, but it seems like anybody going up against Detroit does pretty well. And last week, Alex Smith had 17 DraftKings points. He didn't play the entire game. He's only priced at 5,200 this week, so that would pay off there. And that was with having three interceptions. In New York, the Giants are a pretty stout defense, but... I don't think Detroit can necessarily do the same things that New York was doing. So if you take those three interceptions off the board, which, you know, Alex Smith is going to probably have one or so, but uh, I, I just think he has a safe floor, and I just I, I just like that. Yeah, I mean, we're all pulling for him, so I, I definitely hope it happens. Uh, he threw for 325 yards uh, last week, and he didn't start the game as you stated. Uh, going to be inside. Uh, he has McLaurin. Uh, which is a really big weapon to have there. So it's definitely a, a good call that could, could really pan out. Uh, again, I think with the whole the whole nation is rooting for him to do well uh, coming yeah. off that gruesome injury. So I hope you I hope you're right. I hope he torches it up Sunday. No, Lutton is is there any? I know he's against the Green Bay Packers, and they're allegedly the fourth ranked defense. They just don't impress me all that much. They did really well against San Francisco, but the but the 49ers were really injury. I mean, I, 49ers were hitting the mouth that week you know what I mean they just didn't <laughs> it was a short week it was on a Thursday and everybody's injured and it almost seemed like America was the NFL was against them and they just didn't want them to win that week but he had a, a really you know 25 DraftKings points last week I think it's a safe floor with the threat of Robinson because it's a lot of dump off passes possibly to him so I think that there's a lot of points just to kind of be taken right there and he's 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 got a lot of talent at the wide receiver position I, i'm i'm kind of looking at this guy and i know i understand the weather and situations like that mm-hmm. so i guess that's probably why that'd be the one big strike against him yeah the weather's one of the, the main things with the the temperatures and the wind there uh he did have a good connection with, with dj shark uh last week played really well coming out of the gates uh 25 fancy points big game obviously it was the texans i do think the the packers uh defense is, is quite a bit better than the texans uh, the one thing to watch, though, is uh, Jahir Alexander, the the top corner for the Packers, uh, left with a concussion-like symptoms. Uh, so he may be in the protocol. Not sure he's going to play. Uh, if he is out, then that definitely will open up things uh, for the passing attack uh, when it comes to the Jaguars. Uh, they do have a good running back in Robinson that he can lean on, get some dump-offs to. Uh, without Jahir Alexander, though, uh, DJ Shark could run up and down the field. Uh, so that's definitely a, a place you can look at with Luton. He was kind of benefited a bit. Uh, he had a late scramble for a touchdown uh, that added about seven points to his total there at the end. Would have been closer to 18, but still, you take 18 in this price range any day as well. So I do think he's in play. I'm going to give you a crazy little stat I as said. I research things. Uh, Derek Carr, not a bad quarterback in the NFL, right? And sometimes he looks like a fantasy quarterback at different times and a DraftKings prospect. Better Last two brother. games. 
Yeah, last two games, 27 points, DraftKings. Tyson Hill, who, you know, is Mr. Gimmick in New Orleans, 24 DraftKings points the last two weeks. So I just thought that, that was an interesting stat as I looked at those things. That is interesting for sure, yeah. Taysom Hill, huh? I don't get that, but more power to Sean Payton. But, hey, that's definitely interesting with, with Carr. He he could have a bounce-back game. I just – it's hard to, to trust Carr and – in that offense there. You oh, never yeah. know how he's going to show up. So, No, no, no. All right, let's jump over to wide receivers real quick. Of course, uh, Devontae Adams, he's the stud now. He's the he's the DraftKings king. I want to say that because he's $9,000 uh, on DraftKings, and that's the highest price that there is next to CMC, him and CMC. So <laughs> are one and two, and that, that's crazy to think Devontae Adams has bounced up that high, but I could see him being that high here in Jacksonville. Let me ask you the top two players in this group from Adams all the way down to Keenan Allen. Give me the top two in your opinion that you would want to play in this top tier. Well, it's going to be Adams uh, at the top and it's going to be Keenan Allen at the bottom. Uh, okay. Those are my favorite two in this group uh, for one, just their target share. So you look at Devonte Adams over the last four weeks, 12, 11, 16, 10 targets. Uh, he's just getting peppered with targets by Rogers and, you know, right. There really aren't any more passing attack type weapons. You had Tunyon, uh, who did have a spark there for a while, but MVS is so inconsistent. They may be getting Alan Lazard back this week, uh, so that'd be some news to watch as he's he's definitely talented there out of Iowa State. Uh, so I watch for the Lazard news. That could take away a, a few targets from Adams, but he's just a monster, and I think you, you, if you can pay him, you can afford him. Uh, definitely Devontae Adams. And then Keenan Allen kind of in the same boat, uh, getting peppered with targets by Herbert. Uh, double-digit targets uh, the last, really, six games. You don't count the one where he left with uh, the knee injury against the Saints. Uh, so he's getting peppered with targets as well. Uh, Herbert's aired out. Herbert looks good. Uh, 7,100, I still think, is pretty cheap uh, for Keenan Allen. Uh, he probably should be closer to that 8K range right now with the production that he's putting up. Uh, again, you're looking at Miami, a, a higher total there at 48 that you expect to to go higher than that, 84 degrees. Uh, 26 ranked defense. So Keenan Allen and, and Devontae Adams will be my two out of this group. Devontae Adams, week seven, 48 points. Week eight, 30 points. Week nine, 36 points. You, ta- you take his $9,000 price range and times it by three, and mm-hmm. he's gone over at each one of those times. The only thing, like you said, the game script in Jacksonville may not be passer friendly, but I think Adams and, and, uh, Rodgers just don't care about the game scripts right now at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he does. He's getting a lot of the goal line work. So um, yeah, I got a lot yeah. of Aaron Jones just in, in standard and redraft leagues. And it's frustrating because there's so much like play action and out routes that are taking place at like the five and the one, uh, just connecting with Adams. But he's getting open. So, I mean, that's free fantasy points. Keenan Allen has had double digits targets six out of eight weeks, 20 plus DraftKings points. Four weeks out of this year, you know, at a 70, what is he, 7,100? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just is going to barely pay off. So I'm not sure that I really like any of these top guys. And and by the way, Michael Thomas, just so we could say this about him, we talked about this, I think, earlier this year. It seemed like the NFL players, without having the preseason, needed those three games. And it seems like a lot of times they started breaking out and getting more comfortable and, and we could predict things a little bit easier on like that third or fourth game. And so we got to give Michael Thomas a little bit of a chance here to get back up to NFL speed because he hasn't seen that NFL speed in quite some time. 
Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a slate breaker soon. Uh, just so you're aware, uh, he's one of those players that once Breeze locks in, uh, he's gonna have one of those Devonte Adams type games. In fact, he was probably the Devonte Adams of 2019 uh, with the stats that he was putting up. Uh, obviously, he's had some injuries this year. He's had a couple uh, incidents, you know, with the team themselves that caused him to miss time. But he says he's a team player now. He's back focused, and it's only a matter of time before he starts to get the targets he's gotten in years past. And, and if so, again, you want to be what? You want to be out in front of it. And uh, it's going to be a, a definitely a situation to monitor to try to get out in front of the, the Michael Thomas big game. I'm going to wait till he gets in the sixes. Then I'm getting out in front of it. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. And it's just going to be like my Kenyon Drake take, where I was one week behind on that too. So just every, whenever I tell you I'm doing it or I'm waiting one more week, that's the week to do it. Okay, whenever I say I'm going to wait one more week, that's the week to do it. That's technically what happened with Flacco too. Your your Flacco week happened a week later. So that's pretty funny you said that because he he definitely blew up last night. So that's hilarious. You're spot on. I'm a time traveler. Maybe, maybe John Frisella is right. I mean, I am a time traveler and I don't even know it. That is the bad part about it. Maybe that's a, all right. Next little tier here. I'm going to go from Cooper cup all the way down to Tyler lock, Tyler Lockett cup starts out at 6,900 lock lock brings it. Lockett brings us down to 6,500. And let me ask you this out of mm-hmm. those guys, because there's a couple of Rams in there, right? We got a couple of Rams are always separated by a couple hundred bucks. Who do you like the least? Out of those, out of those group of five wide receivers, <sighs> that's a that's a tough one. Um, I like all five of these guys. If we have to go with the least, I'd probably go Cooper Cup at the top. Uh, he just came off of twenty targets uh, in the previous game that they had against the Dolphins. I don't I don't see that happening again. I expect that target share to to be down uh, quite a bit more. Uh, I still think he's going to be a, a good play, but I, I really like McLaurin. He's the top guy with the Washington football team. Will Fuller's getting a touchdown every week. Uh, Robert Woods is the, the Rams receiver that I prefer this week. And then I expect Lockett to, to have a bounce back game as well. He's I finally missed him. So I've been spot on uh, with the Seahawks receivers all year. If you go back to listen to previous weeks, I've nailed them all year. And I had Lockett last week uh, and that was not the case. So perhaps I'm doing my, my West impression, and I'm just a week early, uh, so I really do like Lockett to, to bounce back at 6,500. So Cut would definitely be the the one I ranked last out of this group, uh, but I do like all five. The Rams. I'm curious. Can we play both Cup and Woods this week? Last week, Buffalo had uh, Diggs had 24 points and Brown had 18 points, which wouldn't quite pay off if you did that, but it'd be real close. Yeah, you can you can definitely do it. I mean, even Gabriel Davis uh, at 17, so you could play them both. Uh, obviously, you probably want to have Goff as your quarterback if you do that, but it's definitely possible. And you may not be able to pay up uh, for any other uh, receivers that you may like that we talked about earlier, um, just given the 69 and 6600 price tag. But you can definitely play them both in the stack with Goff. Uh, now, Tyler Lockett, the rumor is that he has a second half letdown. And we're in the second half right now. And, of course, he had a bad week last week. Really, if you think about it, Tyler Lockett has had two big games, week seven and week three. Week seven, of course, he had that 56-point breakout. Week Mm -hmm. three, he had 40. In between those two, he had a six-point week, an eight-point week, a seven-point week, an eight-point week. That was after the big 56. Seven-point week and an eight-point week. Look, are we looking at a Tyler Lockett, I don't want to say breakout, because it's more like a breakdown. 
Well, I mean, you, you look and there was two and a big one and now there's two again. So that big one trend could continue. Uh, the reason I like him is he he's going to avoid Jalen Ramsey uh, this week. Uh, Ramsey's going to be on the outside, likely shadowing Metcalf. Uh, obviously, I think Metcalf can win any matchup uh, just given his stature. Uh, but I do think that uh, Lockett will probably be the, the target of choice for Russell Wilson uh, since he will avoid Ramsey, who I do think is still one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Uh, so that's why I'm expecting Lockett to have a breakout in the slot uh, as he's going to avoid Jalen Ramsey in coverage. Yeah, I just wonder if teams aren't saying, okay, fine, fine. You want to just throw the Tyler Lockett all the time? We're going to take that away. Now beat us in a different way. And I, I don't know if Seattle struggled in winning games since then. I know that DK Metcalf has had huge games the last two or three, four weeks. And I think that he is just, to me, if I were to like in a, be in a redraft league, you'd have to take Metcalf over Lockett, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, oh. absolutely. Redraft dynasty, you're you're definitely taking Metcalf and with Lockett, you're probably going to know in the the first quarter whether it's going to be mm-hmm. one of those games for him. They get him really involved early, um, so right off the bat, you're going to know probably first drive or two whether it's going to be one of those days. And if it's not, then it's probably going to be a Metcalf day because it's usually one or the other. Uh, so that's just what you want to pay attention to. But I go Lockett. You're getting a discount uh, from Metcalf, and again, he's going to avoid Ramsey. Give me two people, Pee Wee, in this next group, okay? From Fulgham, who is uh, right now coming off a bye week against those New York Giants. And let's take it all the way down to Landry, who I'm going to say we really haven't seen Cleveland too much without Odell Beckham. I know they played that one game against Las Vegas, but that was that crazy game with all weather. That was just terrible, and mm-hmm. that, we, we, we got to throw that one out the window. All right? So <laughs> take me, give me two people right there in that group that you would like to me. I don't know that I really like anybody out of this group. <laughs> you're, you're, you're spot on there. So I really don't either. Uh, if I had to pick two, uh, I'd probably go Shark uh, if Jahir Alexander's out for the Packers. Um, if that's the case, I think he can play DJ Shark. Uh, he definitely had a, a resurgence. He got 12 targets, 7 for 146 and a touchdown uh, last week with Lutton at quarterback. So you could look at him at 6,200. And I think the other one probably would be Jarvis Landry. Uh, you're looking at Baker. Uh, I believe he's on the COVID list right now. So that's definitely mm-hmm. something to monitor as well. Uh, but right now this uh, game against the Texans has a 53 over under. Uh, you're looking at 60 degrees and 15 mile an hour winds instead of 30 degrees and 30 mile an hour winds. So <laughs> that's definitely going to be a, a better scenario as well. And you can see he got 11 targets uh, without Odell Beckham, even within, even with the wind issues against the Raiders. So you can see those targets continue in a better matchup against the Texans. You know, I know COVID hit the San Francisco 49ers a couple of weeks ago, but usually it seems like on those early test results in the week, everybody gets cleared to play by the end of the week, you know, unless like it's a a, a, a backup center or something like that. It seems like the stars always get cleared to play that next by, by game time Sunday. Yeah, because it's all about the who actually gets diagnosed. So most of the ones that are being cleared to play are just kind of in that that whole close contact uh, situation. So they're wearing like those tracing uh, bracelets to see who's been in close contact with each other. Uh, so a lot of those bigger players are obviously they're the stars. Uh, so a lot of folks are around them. So they, they do get, you know, kind of set during the practice week uh, just because of being in close contact. But by the time the game comes around, they test negative, they're ready to play. So unless they actually themselves, kind of like a Marlon Humphrey did, uh, the Ravens cornerback, uh, or the, the 49ers guys, as you mentioned, unless they actually test positive themselves, uh, often, more often than not, they're, they're probably going to be ready to play 
uh, come Sunday. Fulgham looks like the guy that you want to play out of this group, I think, just because he has, he has got a good matchup against the Giants. But at the same time, I'm a little more concerned because uh, Philadelphia does have more weapons coming back. I believe Jeffries will end up being back. I think Sanders is going to come back. Back. I think Godair is going to end up coming back. And, there, of course, Rieger, he came back last week and had a pretty big impact, or at least uh, somewhat of an impact. So I'm actually a little bit scared to play Fulgham in this matchup. Yeah, in addition, he's probably going to be the one shadowed by uh, James Bradbury uh, for the Giants as well. Uh, so that's not going to help matters either. Uh, right now, Jeffrey's still questionable. So we'll, we'll see what's going on with his calf. Uh, as you stated, they did get uh, Jalen Rieger back. Uh, Dallas Goddard's actually back as, as well. He played the, in the last game. Uh, so they're, they're definitely getting more healthy. Uh, Greg Ward's coming out of the slot a bit. Uh, Miles Sanders, if he can play, that'll be a, a really good weapon for them to add and really take away some pressure from Wentz. Uh, Boston Scott's been decent, uh, but he's not the, the caliber of a player that uh, Miles Sanders is. And he's expected to practice. So, again, you want to watch that practice week. But I agree with, with Fogum. He's going to have the Bradbury matchup. Uh, they're getting healthier. Uh, so he may not get the, the targets that he's gotten uh, when those injuries are all piling up on the Eagles. Next tier, let's start with your guy. Okay, because I know you're a big fan of the mustache and Antonio Brown is trying to bring back the mustache with Gio Bernard. And I know you're a big fan of the mustache. So let's go from let's go from Antonio Brown all the way down to Devontae Parker. Okay, so that's a pretty big list right there that we're talking about here. I think that this is the honey hole of the wide receivers this week for DraftKings. So why don't we take a and do like a little mock draft? All right. So I, I, I know there's a big list right here. We've got 10 players. I don't know, 12, 15. I don't know. Uh, but I'll let you pick first and you pick who you like. And let's just try to pick until we run out. OK, we'll just pick until we run out. So you get first pick and you may take your mustache guy in Antonio Brown, but I doubt it. Anyway, go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, not taking Antonio Brown. So in this range, uh, I'm going to take Brandon Cooks first uh, with the Texans starting to show some chemistry. Uh, with Watson, uh, looking at 12, 9, 9, 9 targets, uh, getting the end zone last week. Uh, again, high over under against the Browns. So my first pick in this range going to be Brandon Cooks, 5,600. All right. So we're going all the way down to Devontae Parker. And I like what you said. Nine targets, three straight weeks for Brandon Cooks. Nine targets for three. That's a lot mm -hmm. of targets for anybody. That's a good one. I'm going to go with, and it really depends on Ben, but I'm going to go ahead and take him off the board. Um, and I, I'll, I'll take Chase Claypool. He's had the most targets in Pittsburgh. He had 13 targets last week. And I know it was against Dallas, but something seems broken there as far as the running game, because James Conner should have ran the ball all over the Cowboys and yet they just chose to throw it all the time. And I think Ben Roethlisberger has dropped back in four wide receiver sets a ton, a ton of this, or an empty backfield, I'm sorry, empty backfield, a ton over these last couple of weeks. So I think something's wrong in the running game. So I'm going to take Chase Claypool, especially if Ben Roethlisberger is in there. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're right. He's had, I want to say, 20 and 23, uh, basically no backs uh, with the, the no backfield uh, formation. So Good pick there, potentially. Uh, if we're going to keep going here, my next pick's going to be DJ Moore, uh, 5,100 for the, the Panthers. Uh, he's had two poor games back-to-back uh, -back weeks. Uh, but when we get the running backs, you'll see that McCaffrey is potentially out. Uh, got a little banged up at the end of the game last week. Uh, so we could see them airing it out a bit more. He had a pretty good game earlier this year against this Tampa Bay secondary. Uh, they're at home. Uh, I feel like a bounce back's on the horizon, so I'm going to go with DJ Moore, 5,100. 
All right, then I will take indoors, I believe, here. I'll take my guy, John Brown. Uh, see how he's my guy? Again? Your guy. I was one week off. I was one week oh, off. Oh, really? I actually skipped him, and I didn't pick him because I was like, there's no way he's going to play the guy that he told everyone to bench a couple weeks ago. Well, he's back. He's back, and he's better than ever. He had 11 targets last week, 18 DraftKings points. Go ahead and get him before his price shoots up again. 5300 bucks. Great connection there between the two of those guys, uh, whatever that quarterback's name is. Kelly? Is it? Is it Kelly? It's not Kelly. Jack no. Allen. I just went back. See, I do that so easily. I have all You're those guys' names. Kelly? <laughs> I did. I did. That's amazing. I'm such a goober. I'm a goober sometimes. But I'm taking John Brown right there. I, I love the targets, and I think that that has pushed uh, him up there into the second favorite spot for for that quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I do like John Brown. It's also a revenge game from him. Uh, he, he was in Arizona for a few years, so good pick. Didn't think he would go there. Uh, but good pick there. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Uh, had his kind of coming out party as expected uh, there in Atlanta. Uh, I expect he can do the same against the Raiders. Uh, 10 targets, 14 targets back-to-back weeks. Uh, really starting to get a connection with Drew Locke. Uh, 5,600, Jerry Judy is my next pick in this range. Now, see, I'll disagree with you on that because I think the Raiders are getting into this weird offensive scheme where where they're just slowing everything down right and i i just don't know that the volume is going to be there for jerry judy i think this is going to be a low scoring game um and i just i i don't know I, i'm i whenever i've seen the raiders i've just been like what are they doing because they're not doing anything they like got stuck in cleveland or something you know in that game <laughs> my next one's going to be mike williams I, I like him five receptions i think over the last two games almost 100 yards in those two games as well and i think that this is going to be a pass happy game and the Chargers have turned into a pass-happy team because they do not have any running backs that they trust anymore. They keep putting – they got Caleb Balazs. How about when you saw Caleb Balazs with a touchdown last week and you said, what? But Balazs, he was we're on not, the We're not even going to bring that up. I had so much Justin Jackson. Oh, uh, my lineup was actually going pretty well, if not for Lockett and Justin Jackson. Uh, they got me eight points combined, and I think I still put up 160 uh, so that was really frustrating. But, yeah, I agree with, with Mike Williams there. But, hey, that game last week was against the Raiders. You said they were, you know, slowing it down. And that was uh, what, 57 points uh, scored in that game last week with the Raiders and Chargers. And this over-under this week's at 52. Uh, so I do think Judy's in play, uh, regardless of what you are saying about that pace for the Raiders there. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that take was wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Look at that point total again. I'm – I, I, you know what it is? I got Derek Carr's point total stuck in my head. How do, you, how can you score that many points and you and you don't put up any fantasy points as a quarterback? <laughs> I mean, they they were handing the ball off, I guess, to to Mister Jacobs. Uh, I agree. Oh yes, they, they did. They handed the ball off to my guy, Devontae Booker. Right? I well, said his name. Yes, yes, you did. All right, that, I think that's all. We we're done with the draft. We're, that was a train wreck. Probably. They start start throwing curveballs at me. I can't hit them anymore. I can't. I'm I'm too old a man to hit them. Hey, uh, next one. Give me two or three sleepers here that we see in the bottom. I got a couple myself that I'll mention if you don't happen to mention them. Yeah. So how low do you want me to go with the sleepers hey, here? Hey, give me two or three sleepers out of this whole next little sec. Everywhere, everybody, everywhere. All right. So uh, one's gonna be uh, in the the Broncos and Raiders game still. Uh, KJ Hamler, 3,800, uh, starting to get healthy, uh, was pretty banged up early in the year, but they, they use a third round pick from him out of Penn state. 
uh, had 10 targets last week, uh, turned that into to six to 75 uh, for 15 points. Uh, you love to do that. You're looking at five times value if he does that again. I like him at, at 3,800. I like Josh Reynolds, 3,500 as well. A uh, big over-under in that Rams and Seahawks game would be a, a way to get a little contrarian uh, off of uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, he played 81% of the snaps last time out. Uh, he's getting, you know, nine, eight targets the last couple games as well. Uh, so 3500 would be a pretty good price range for for Josh Reynolds. Uh mentioned one earlier as well was uh, Alan Lazard. Uh, watch to see if he gets activated uh, for the Packers coming off a, a core injury. Uh, he's practiced the last couple weeks. Uh, he's only at 4K, so that's a really good price range for a town of Lazard. Again, uh, the Packers are favorite big, so you could see him really getting involved. Uh, I like Alan Lazard as a sleeper if if he's activated at 4K. Uh, I, th- I like I like I like what you're saying there. I can see you picking them up and setting them down. All right, since weeks five through seven, Curtis Samuel touches per game has has been se- since week five. I should say Samuel's had seven touches per game. All right, and three touchdowns, and I, I think a touchdown in every single one of those games. But I I have written here on my notes, DJ is a pivot, you know, because maybe everybody's going to be looking at Samuel now. And so DJ Moore has been a real big disappointment. And so, like you said, it looks like a little breakout game, a breakout time for DJ Moore. So I liked what you said there, because that's exactly what I wrote down. Yep. Yep. I agree. You got anyone else? Because there's another group I'm going to talk about as soon as you're done. Oh, really? Okay. How about I got Cole here. Cole only had two targets last week. I think this is Conley season. Buddy Rowe. I think this is Conley season. He had eight targets last week, 52 yards, 12 DraftKings points, and we all know that Conley can take it to the house if he gets that opportunity to do so. We've seen him make those big plays time and time again throughout the years where we see that one or two week Conley highlight, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's the group. This is the group that I, I was getting ready to, to chime in on. Levitius, you know, still questionable with a hamstring. Uh, so if he's out, uh, it's going to open up for the two guys you just mentioned, uh, Keenan Cole uh, there at 3,400 for Keelan, and then Chris Conley uh, at 3K. And we actually talked about Conley last week as well as someone that we could see a new quarterback kind of, you know, start to to pepper a bit. Uh, obviously, we couldn't predict the Chanel injury, but, you know, he did go down and, you know, he got eight targets out of Conley. So watch the news uh, for Chanel. If he's, if he's out, uh, you're spot on, Wes. Conley and, and Keelan Cole will be some pretty good value there at 3,400 and 3K. You say that we cannot predict the Chenault entry, but I said Conley last week, and my time-traveling abilities are, were spot on, okay? The other guy, Cam Sims. I know that I get, I'm going to end up being getting these guys confused all the time. What, Steven Sims Jr. or something? And yeah. then Cam Sims. Cam Sims was a guy to own. He had four targets and 110 yards, and I think he's the same as Conway, where maybe that's the guy Alex Smith was throwing it to. You know, in in the practice squads, in the in the in the second stringers, maybe that's the guy and that's the connection. And that's what I always look for with these backup quarterbacks coming in here. Maybe it's Cam Sims and not the other guy that that everybody else is going to be thinking about. And I want to say one more. And I'm not going to say that we need to play him uh, for this week in DraftKings. But this is more of a redraft league or anything like that, that maybe somebody dropped him. Brian Edwards is back and he had a couple of targets last week. I think three targets last week. And that was his first week back. So over the next couple of weeks, he could start ramping up, and nobody has really established himself, I think, as like the possession guy, or the Hunter Renfro and Darren mm-hmm. Waller. Darren Waller had some injuries 
the last, I, I guess last year he had some injuries towards the end of the season. And I just wonder if it's not going to be a good time to scoop up Brian Edwards in redraft leagues. I heard a lot of folks on him in the, the off season. Uh, I didn't watch him much uh, in college. Uh, I, I didn't, obviously there was not any preseason to really see him. So I got to see him on tape uh, before I jump in, but he's, he's definitely someone to kind of keep your eye out for because they, they were saying a lot of great things out of their camp. Uh, again, I just couldn't see it because of the restrictions. Uh, just a couple others. So Gabriel Davis, a guy you usually like, I don't mind him down at 3,400 and a good matchup uh, against the Cardinals as well. Uh, same for Cole Beasley also in this game. I uh, just really liked the, the Arizona and Buffalo game in general. Uh, so don't leave those guys out uh, potentially with, with Buffalo. Yeah, well, John Brown's taking all those targets, so it doesn't matter, Pee-wee. All right, let's jump over to tight ends, buddy Rowe. Uh, George Kittle is the top of that list, and he's not going to be back, contrary to George Kittle's beliefs, because he, I think he thinks he's going to be back next week at the very latest if he doesn't come running out of the tunnel in a Superman cape to save the day in New Orleans for San Francisco this next weekend. Uh, I'm sure he wants to be out there. I, I still remember from last year, it be one of those memories that always linger with me forever on that, that pass play where he caught it and he just started throwing New Orleans – Saints off of him left and right, um, and that was I was in a I was in a very tight game, highly contested game, and that that not only lost the game for me, but it was like holy cow, look at George Kittle, I just can't believe that dude. But uh, Waller Waller is actually going to be playing, and he starts us off at fifty nine hundred, and let's just go down to Fant. So we're just got those three guys right there. Fant is at uh, forty nine hundred, but pick one of those three guys, either Waller, Hawkinson, or Fant. If you had to play one in DraftKings. Which one would it be? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to play one. Uh, okay, <laughs> I had to it'd be Waller. Uh, I think he's uh, the safer bet. Um, I know Hawkinson's been getting there. I still think he's pretty touchdown dependent. So Waller would be the guy uh, I would play in this range, just because he, he's he's going to get the targets. Uh, I feel like he's the better out of a better tight end out of the group, uh, and just a little more well rounded, where you don't necessarily need a touchdown for him to hit value. Yeah, all these guys seem like they're a little bit overly priced to be able to reach their value. Hawkinson has been you know, making a big name for himself out there in fantasy communities. He's only had 13 DraftKings points the last three weeks. That was, that was the highest amount. And so at 15, what, what is it, 5,100? That's just mm-hmm. not even going to pay off for right there. So I think you're right, uh, Pee Wee. I think we've got to go down to these lower tiers. Our next tier starts off with Gronk at, what is he, what is he at, 4,700? He's at 4,700, all the way down to Henry at 4,100. Let me yeah, ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Give me one guy you hate out of this and one guy you love. So from a hate standpoint, I'd probably go with Jared Cook uh, oh. in this range. Uh, I just feel like the, the Saints are, are healthy now. Uh, so I can see his his target share going down a bit. He only got three uh, against Tampa uh, last week. Uh, you got Michael Thomas back. Emmanuel Sanders is back. Obviously, you got Kamara out of the backfield. Um, they still got Traquan Smith. Uh, they got Adam Troutman involved. So Jared Cook will be the one uh, I probably dislike the most out of this group. Uh, when it comes to the likes, it's really between two. Uh, I probably lean Dallas Goddard, uh, 4,200. I expect him to start to to get more volume as he gets more healthy uh, out on the field. Good price range. Uh, expect him and Wentz to kind of find that connection again. I know they're getting healthier uh, when it comes to the the Eagles itself, but we we kind of spoke about earlier with Fogum and and how we feel. You know, I think at least Bradbury is going to really shadow him uh, to take away some of those targets. So I think this could be a I'm going to say outbreak because we we know he's good, but I think Dallas Goddard can kind of just have his 
reminder to everyone of how good he is this week at 4,200. Yeah, let's not say outbreak in the year 2020. That just probably doesn't, will not go over well. We're going to be flagged on the podcasting communities now. Um, (laughs) Eric Ebron is really athletic and he does a lot of neat things. You saw him jump over that guy last week. I didn't know he had that in him. I I really didn't. I didn't know he had that in him, but I, 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 he hasn't paid off that much. I don't think that he's gotten over 10 DraftKings points uh, over all these weeks, even though he's been getting some targets, but those target shares just haven't been that much either. Actually, he has gotten over those fantasy points. It's the targets that scare me away from him. Six, five, and eight targets the last three weeks. That just, that's, that's, I don't know. He's gotten 11 DraftKings points, though, 14, and then 11 three weeks ago. So, so maybe Eric Rebron, but I know Ingram. Evan Ingram, he's been really stacking up those points each week, and he's gotten a lot of targets as well. So I think he's the guy I love. And really, Hunter Henry's the guy I hate out of here, Pierre. He's he's the guy I hate. <laughs> he, he, he gets under 10 fantasy points each and every week, but he's always out there. And we always think of Hunter Henry being you know, the next guy up in, in the Charger system, but it's just not coming to fruition this year. Yeah, well, everyone thought about the the Hunter Henry with Phillip Rivers. Uh, Obviously, Rivers is a quarterback that really targets his tight ends. He did so with Gates. He did so with Henry. Uh, Now he's doing so with the the Trey Burtons and Mo Alley-Coxes of the world. So that's just not who Herbert is. Uh, Herbert's really just airing out. You know, he has the arm uh, that he's wanting to show off. So that's why you're seeing more targets for Keenan Allen and and Mike Williams, even Jalen Guyton's getting a bunch of deep threats. Uh, So I think that's really hampering Henry. Uh, when it comes to his production. But yeah, I agree with with Evan Ingram. He would have been the other one uh, besides Goddard that I would have leaned on. Just a target share alone, 10, 10, and 9 out of the last three weeks. Seemed like uh, Daniel Jones is starting to turn his way a bit. Eagles, again, I, have, I think the Eagles have a, a pretty solid defense overall, but they have struggled against the tight end position. Uh, so it could be a, a breakout week. I won't say outbreak. I'll say breakout mm-hmm. <laughs> for Everett Ingram this week at 4,500. Hooper, of course, starts off our next group, and I believe he's going to play this week. Uh, might be one of those things where we have to see it to believe it. But once again, Odell Beckham Jr., he's out, and we can see maybe some concentration going from Baker Mayfield if he plays uh, towards an Austin Hooper as well. So we'll start that tier off right there. And I will ask you to give me two or three of these bottom tiered tight ends that people can look to play this week. So, yeah, I would start with Hooper if he is in. I do like him at 3,900. Uh, not sure what it takes uh, recovering from an appendix, uh, but he's been out a few weeks. If he's back, 3,900 is a good price range. Uh, he was really finding some chemistry with Baker uh, right before the injury. Uh, six, 10, seven targets, uh, had five catches, three games in a row. Uh, that's really good for a 3900 price range. Uh, also down in this range, uh, I think he can look at uh, Dwelly. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be Dwelly or Reed. Uh, it looks like it was going to be Dwelly. Uh, the last game, I expect him to be trailing behind the Saints. Uh, I don't really like Nick Mullins as a quarterback, but I think Dwelly is someone you could play at 3800 if necessary. I don't really like this range at all. Um, I'd probably go up to, to either Goddard or, or Ingram if I had a chance. Uh, the one down below that I may take a shot on is going to be Tyler Eifert at 2,700. Mm-hmm. Uh, came off an injury himself. Uh, again, new quarterback there in Jacksonville. He saw five targets. Uh, had four catches for 48 yards. Uh, if he gets eight points again, you know, that's almost four times value uh, at his 2,700 price range. They're expected to be down big against the Packers, so they should have to air it out. I think Eifert's a dart. You could take a chance on it at 2,700. 
No, I had Eifert there as well. You don't have to get that many points to pay off for 2700 The other guy I had was Gerald Everett, and I know that Higby's back and Higby's healthy, but, man, Everett gets those targets as well to justify his price range of 3100 with those nine targets that he had against Miami, five targets against Chicago, and four and four targets there beforehand. And he always seems to be the guy who kind of gets the fantasy points there as well some weeks. So I just think if you're going to take a dart throw, that Gerald Everett might be one of those names you'd want to do it with. Hey, you're listening to DFS Dreamers here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, your host. You can follow me over on Twitter, at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow Pierre as well, at Wee 31 on Twitter. Head over to Anchor FM if you feel an inkling. I think that's what we say down here now, an inkling to go over there to uh, Anchor FM and look for Fantasy Impact Today or Fantasy Impact Today Sports, and you can find the show there. Make sure you subscribe to the show. If it happens to be on the iTunes app that you like listening to it on, you can find it on Google. You can find it on whatever podcast platform that you like to do it. But if it happens to be on iTunes app, slap those stars around for us. Always leave a review. Always leave a comment if you have an opportunity to do so. We appreciate that very much. It helps out the show dramatically. Hey, uh, Pee Wee defenses you know what i like to do you know i like to scroll to the bottom and i like to work my way up to the top and to me those bangles if there's a mason rudolph plank i am going to take the bangles at 2100 and i am just going to do it and i'm going to set it and i'm going to forget about it i think anytime you can get a quarterback that's a backup quarterback in last year I, i i don't know mason rudolph didn't impress me all that much last year uh but i do remember i want to say he had that connection it was either him or that duck guy. Remember, they had the two guys. Duck Hodges. Yeah, and one of them had a good connection with James Washington. I don't know which one it was. They they were <laughs> that got crazy in Pittsburgh last season. But I'm definitely taking the Bengals defense if uh, ben, ben Roethlisberger can't play. Yeah, you could if Roethlisberger's out, and it, it was definitely James uh, Washington. So they they went to Oklahoma State together. I believe they were both Cowboys there, uh, both Rudolph and and James Washington. So they kind of had the the chemistry uh, from their college days for sure. Um, I think you could take a shot on the the Rams. Uh, I know they're playing the Seahawks. They're, they're playing Russell Wilson, which is dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but they do have Aaron Donald. You know, I mentioned Jalen Ramsey, so they can get some sacks. And if you look at last week, uh, even though the Seahawks put up, you know, 34 points against the Bills, uh, the Bills still score really well uh, from a defensive standpoint with two interceptions. Uh, they have five sacks, uh, scored 12 points. If you can get 12 points out of the Rams at 2.2, uh, you're you're very happy. You're smiling uh, come Sunday. So I think the Rams could definitely be a sneaky, uh, really cheap defense at, at 2,200. Uh, going up, I do like the Lions uh, coming in against uh, Alex Smith. I know you like Alex Smith. We're all pulling for him. Uh, but I do think the, the Lions can potentially uh, have a good game, get some pressure on, on Alex Smith. You never know how that's going to go. Uh, with him taking hits, so hopefully he can stay healthy. But just getting pressure on him, them at 2,600, as well as the Giants above them at 2,700. Uh, Wentz is known to start off real slow uh, in the games for the Eagles. So if they can get out, uh, get some pressure on Wentz early, maybe get him happy feet where he's not on balance, making good throws. Uh, I do like the Giants at 2,700 as well. Uh, the Dolphins, they're scoring. Uh, yep. Their defense is scoring touchdowns. Uh, they've gotten touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Uh, you look at their just their game logs themselves. They got double digits, you know, four times this year. Uh, going back home, uh, do got Herbert who does look well, but you never know what can happen there. Uh, Twenty eight hundred for the Dolphins is a price I'm willing to pay as well. Before I get up in the range, I usually in I'm usually in with uh, the three K or above. 
Yeah, I, I don't mind the Browns either. They're really going to slow it down if they get both of the running backs back. They're going to be in that slowdown mode. Uh, and so I could see the Browns just and the Houston Texans game being a lower scoring game than we'd anticipate normally. So I don't mind that at 2,900. I don't know if they could pay it off. I just think they're going to be able to keep the score low enough to keep us around that three times value. And I love the Saints as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Going against the 49ers, they just look terrible. They look terrible the other night. The wind may be out of their sails. I know they're going to get some players back possibly this week. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate Jordan Reed actually playing. And if he does play, I'm going to stay far away from him because I'm not going to trust him all that much. But, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just like you said, with, with the quarterback situation there and everything in New Orleans is on fire right now. And I don't think that they're going to have a letdown game uh, with San Francisco coming into New Orleans. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and their defense is starting to look better. They obviously uh, shut down Brady, uh, which was, you know, fun for me being a Colts fan, seeing Tom Brady get shut down. But <laughs> that's definitely in play. Uh, I know Bourne will probably be back. I uh, may be back as well, but I still think he can play the Saints at, at 3K for sure. Yep. And and do you see anybody in the topper tier? Topper tier. Topper tier. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> podcasting professional. Do you see anybody up in the top tier that you uh, might go, hey, you got to play them this week? We thought that was the Steelers last week, but the Cowboys uh, proved us wrong. They did, but uh, I still don't, I think you can play the, the Steelers 4,400. Obviously, Burrow should be better than, than Gilbert, uh, but you got to expect the Steelers to have some pride as well and realize they didn't play the, the best game defensively. I probably won't have enough money to get up to them at 4,400, but I do like them as well as the Packers. Uh, still, you know, Letton had a really good game, but you don't really know, you know, who he is just yet. So he could definitely, you know, fall back into that, you know, sixth round pick. Uh, that he was when he was drafted. So you could definitely potentially play the Packers at Lambeau if it's chilly or windy. That's kind of their setting there for their defensive games. Uh, so you can look at them at 3,700. Yeah, I can see that too. All right, so our running back situation as we wrap it back around here and finish up the show, mm-hmm. Pee uh, Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately to me, I think that he's going to be out. I, I just think he's going to be out. And I, you and I didn't get to talk a lot before the beginning of the year. This was one of the, my concerns with Christian McCaffrey coming into the season. It seems like whenever somebody has one of those huge years as a running back like he had this, this uh, last season, that so many miles are put on the tires that they just can't withstand the next season. And I just always see a deflated tires running around the field. Now, I will say this. I thought it was going to be more physical and he wouldn't be able to perform from week to week like we see Lamar Jackson maybe having a little bit of a letdown year. I thought Christian McCaffrey was going to still be able to play but have one of those letdown years. But, man, he put up, what, 31 fantasy points last week or something like that. So he was just on fire, and I hated to see him go out. Oh, you and me both. Uh, 37 points against the Chiefs. It was good to see him back out there. Uh, So it was tough. And it happened on the last play of the game. That's what was frustrating. So uh, it was a little sideline. He kind of fell wrong uh, getting tackled on the sideline. So it's his shoulder. Uh, Hope he can play. I hope he has a speedy recovery because I just like to watch him. I like to watch him in Stanford as well. So uh, speedy recovery for McCaffrey and all those 1.1 drafters that took him first overall. Uh, but if he is out, he's basically going to open up a free square for everybody this week. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, his backup who filled in uh, pretty well for him while he was hurt, uh, is the minimum running back salary on DraftKings for some reason. Uh, so last week he was 6,700. Uh, they said they were going to rotate series, which obviously did not happen at all. Uh, but with no McCaffrey, if he is rolled out, uh, you kind of have a free square uh, with Mike Davis, uh, which is going to be one of those ownership plays where you don't care how much – He's owned because everyone's going to have him in cash games. They're going to have him in GPPs. If McCaffrey's out, 4K, men's salary running back, he played Mike Davis. 
Yeah, and I don't blame the coach. I, I'd imagine the coach was like, hey, we're going to go in here. We're going to give CMC a little break. And then when he saw CMC running around like that, like he did, <laughs> just looking good. Oh, no, man, forget it. Mike, hey, Mike, you get him the water. We're just going to watch him today, okay? We're just going to watch him. And so that was cool, though. I, I appreciated that. All right, so let's let's start off our next tier here. And I don't want to say rank them, but I, want, I do want you to give me two out of these next guys. It's going to be hard to do, I think, from Kamara all the way down to James Robinson. Okay, so Kamara's at 8,200. Robinson brings us all the way down to 6,600. Just give me two players you like and one player you hate. All right, so two I likes in the same game. It's going to be Aaron Jones at 7,100 and James Robinson at 6,600. Robinson's definitely getting the the action right now. He's gotten 20-plus carries uh, in the back-to-back games, and that doesn't account his receiving work. Uh, Again, you have a, a younger you know, rookie type quarterback that's in there now uh, with Lutton. So they're, they're handing the ball off a little bit more. Uh, it could get a little dangerous if the Packers get up too big, uh, could take away some of his attempts, but if they can stay close, I like Robinson at 6,600. Aaron Jones, he's going to be another week healthier uh, coming off the calf. Uh, they were kind of cautious with him a bit uh, in that 49ers game. They got up big, so they really didn't need to lean on him, but he still had the burst. Uh, he looked really good. 7,100 is a really great price range for him. Uh, great matchup against the Jaguars. Uh, their favorite uh, big again. So there's still that concern that he may get pulled early uh, if they get out to too big of a lead. But I, I do like Aaron Jones at 7,100. So those would be my two. And the one I don't like uh, would, would be Kareem Hunt this week. Uh, Nick Chubb should be activated. Uh, he's taking part in practice uh, this week. So that's going to really just kind of limit the value that Hunt has at that price range so far at 6,700. He's going to be really hard to pay that off if Chubb is back. Uh, splitting carries between those two uh, is definitely going to kind of limit his value uh, when it comes to Kareem Hunt at 6,700. Yeah, I got to agree with you on who you love. And yeah, it's one, it's it's Connor Chubb or Kareem Hunt as far as who you don't like. I don't like either one of those three running backs and just might be that situation. We're going to have to wait to play Hunt again after his price drops and Nick Chubb takes over that backfield on the first down duties anyway and second down duties and Kareem Hunt just get those flashes. All right, next mm-hmm. year, Josh Jacobs. Starts us out at 6,500. And, you know, this is really weird because there's so many questionable tags. And, and man, running back last week was one of the most disappointing running back weeks ever. If you did not have Dalvin Cook on your roster, it just seemed like everybody else was kind of a letdown other than James Robinson. But everybody else was yeah. a letdown. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously I had him 100%, so I wasn't one of those people. Uh, but him and McCaffrey, obviously, were the, the main two. Uh, that you need it and it just got really tough from there and it's going to continue i mean you're going to start seeing it get colder uh once it gets colder the the running backs tend to get a little bit more involved uh so that's going to be something to keep an eye out on but right now guys are injury there's a lot of running backs by committee which are still in touches uh so those are things you got to consider when you're building uh running backs and really building your lineups yeah well let's start out though with josh uh jacobs and let's go down, I guess we'll just try to make sense of the muddled up backfield that is San Francisco. Go down to McKinnon and give me, give me, I don't know, who do you like the, the most or who do you not like the most out of all these guys? Uh, you got to take the questionable tags off of it, the IRs off of it. Uh, would you play a Mostart or a McKinnon this week? So if Mahim Moser's in, I, I play him for sure. I, I just like his breakaway ability. Uh 49ers are really built on the run. Shanahan's, uh, even his dad, you know, Mike, uh, before Kyle, you know, was coaching, 
you know, really like the the run scheme and the, the stretch plays and the off tackle plays. So if Mostert's back, uh, really good price tag actually at 5,700. Uh, even against the Saints, I would like Mostert if he comes back. Uh, but again, a lot of these questionable tags are tough. The other one I probably wouldn't play at all is Joe Mixon. Uh, if he's in, he's coming off a foot injury uh, again, going against the Steelers, who I he just saw them kind of shut down Zeke, who I thought could play a little better last week, but he didn't. Uh, so Mixon's another guy I wouldn't like. Uh, when it comes to the questionables, I would. You're going to look at Sanders and Carson. Uh, both are in good matchups. Uh, Miles Sanders had some really big games uh, before his injuries this week, this week, uh, this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he's back, uh, you got to see if he's going to be full um, or if he'll be limited and have to split with Boston Scott. Um, but then Chris Carson, uh, Pete Carroll stated that, you know, him and Carlos Hyde are, are close to returning. Uh, he's supposed to practice this week, so I monitor that. If so, again, you're looking at the second highest over under on the board. And the way to kind of get a little different off of Russell Wilson's to go with Chris Carson. So if he's back, I like him at 6,200. All right, let's play a little yes-no game, okay? okay? Yes-no. I'm just going to go through these running backs, and you just tell me yes or no. Okay. All right? All right, Leonard Fournette. 5,500. Yes. David Johnson, if healthy, at 54. No. Uh, really? So you, and I think that maybe he might have lost some stat, snaps whenever Duke Johnson uh, just played as well as he did last week in a passing offense. David Johnson may be seeing the, seeing the sidelines a little bit more, I think, after last week. Would you agree with that statement? I do. I do agree with that. Uh, if uh, Joe Mixon does not play, Gio Bernard, 5,400. No. Ronald Jones, 53? No, I like Fournette. Gordon? Yes. Really? Zach Moss? Yes. <laughs> how, about, how about Swift at 5,100? Yeah, I don't like Swift this week. I tend to like him, but not this week. Okay. Uh, we'll skip. Philip Lindsay at 5,000? No, I think it's going to be a Gordon week. Are you going to buy into the Kalen Balaj situation in Los Angeles? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> he is he the highest priced uh charger running back? Is he is he the highest priced charger running back? He is. Yeah, well, he? I believe so. He is, and he's got oh a revenge my. game himself. So back to back revenge, actually. Duke Johnson and Kalen Balaj going up against former teams. Uh, so yes to Duke Johnson at at five k uh, going up against the Browns, but no to to Kalen Balaj going up oh. against the Dolphins. Let me ask you one more here, McKissick for Washington at forty nine hundred. Yes. Okay, I don't blame you there. A lot of tough What, 14 targets last week? Yeah, he's in the passing game. <laughs> DraftKings for sure. I wasn't on FanDuel because they don't get the full point PPR, but yes, on DraftKings. All right. Give me a couple of names here out of this bottom tier. You might be able to give me a, a little bit of uh, peace whenever it comes to the Los Angeles Rams backfield as you do give me a couple of names. Well, I don't really like anyone down here too much uh, when you look at this price range. Uh, one would be going back to the – the Justin Jackson, well, uh, potentially uh, 4,700. Uh, he banged up his knee, apparently, that first drive uh, last week, which caused him to really be limited from snaps. If he's back healthy, I do like him at 4,700 going back to the well. Uh, hurt a lot of people's feelings uh, last week, so he definitely could be under-owned at that price range. Uh, really no one, maybe a Devin Singletary. I think they're kind of going more to, to Moss now, so Singletary may not be in the mix uh, there in Buffalo anymore. Uh, Jordan Howard, if you're looking for just a goal line touchdown, uh, he's definitely capable of that, uh, given the injuries there at the Dolphins. So if you're just looking for someone to to rush it in <laughs> from the one yard line and get you, you know, six, 
seven points. Uh, you can look at Jordan Howard at 4,200, but there's really no one down here that I, I like a ton at all. So I might be a week behind on things, but I'll just tell you this, okay? DraftKings knows something. DraftKings knows something. Well, besides your Mike Davis pick there with Carolina at 4,000, right? Let's make sure yeah. everybody understands that and remembers that down here at 4,000. Uh, DraftKings knows something because they did not put this man at the minimum salary. They're expecting big things out of out of Washington there for, uh, uh, right? Yeah, Washington there for Miami. I just got confused because there's another D Washington for New Orleans. And I just went, whoa, 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 whoa. It's taking my whole take and flushing it down the toilet. No, uh, they, they, hey, they didn't put him at 4,000. They put him at 4,100. So maybe they're expecting a little bit out of him. I'm not saying I am either. I just know that Washington looked real good for the Raiders whenever he played there. And nobody has been able to impress the Miami uh, Dolphins backfield coaches at all. Uh, not Jordan Howard, not anybody. So I look at Washington being one of those guys that could possibly, possibly, you could take a flyer on in redraft leagues or anything like that this year. Maybe not on DraftKings this week, but just pay attention to it because he might be somebody you want to play uh, as my time traveling permits me next week, right? <laughs> yeah, they traded for him for a reason. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. Definitely. Okay, so that gives us that. How about if you give me a lineup? Pee-wee, and let's get it going here. Let's start at our quarterback probably is where you'd want to start. Yes, I'm going up top uh, at quarterback. Um, I'm going to play Kyler Murray. I think he's the safest play there is, uh, highest over-under on the slate. So I'm going to lock him in at at 8K uh, right now. And I'm hoping that this happens because it it lets me lock in Kyler Murray. But Mike Davis, I'm hoping that – uh, McCaffrey is ruled out, so I can get the the free square of, of Mike Davis at 4K uh, when it comes to the Carolina. Uh, I'm going to go Aaron Jones as well since we're here at running backs. So I'll just take them right off the board right now. I like Aaron Jones at, at 7,100, so I'm going to pick him there. Uh, going to receiver, uh, let's start off with Keenan Allen, uh, target monster right now. Uh, looking at you know 7,100, good price range, getting double digit targets week in week out. So I'm going to play him there. I'm going to go to the Seattle and the the Rams game and kind of go back to back here uh, when it comes to receiver. Give me Lockett. uh, Give me Robert Woods. uh, So that's 6,600 and 6,500 there uh, to get a part of that other uh, really high over-under game. Uh, I like Goddard at tight end, uh, 4,200. You can go with him or Evan Ingram. I feel this week uh, I'll say Goddard. I'll say the Lions at 2,600, and that leaves me – Roughly 3,900. So you, you got a couple options here. Uh, I'll probably go with either. Uh, you can go with Fitz uh, if you want to go with Larry Fitzgerald to, to pair him up with Kyler Murray. Uh, Hamler I like at 3,800 as well. Uh, any of those Jacksonville guys you can look at depending on if Chenault's out. Uh, for right now, let me just put in Josh Reynolds. Uh, get another part of that Rams offense, 3,500, getting 81% of the snaps. Ooh, okay, okay. I will do that, and I am entering that into this contest. Now, i got to tell you my lineup. I built a lineup while I was uh, uh, putting the show together. I, I, my, I've I got to figure out how to do it without getting lost in here and ordering some uh, <laughs> Chia Pet from <laughs> China or something like that. Let me see if I can click the right things. What do i got to click here? Lineups? Yeah, if you guys say it, it should be under the lineups. All right, lineups, I did that. And please wait while my lineup cards are being totaled. Here we go. I, I'm right here. All right. Uh, you guess what? Okay, you ready? Yeah, go for it. Jared Goff. Okay. McKissick. 
I took Williams as a running back for the Green Bay Packers. I just don't think he's going to disappear because of Aaron Jones being out there. He's always been able to score those double-digit points, and I, I can't remember what his price range is this week, but it's not too terrible, I, I don't think. It's uh, it's no, 4000 Yeah, so I just got to get 12 out of him. I got to get 12. I can get 12 out of him. Then I went with Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I went with Eric Ebron. I may, I may change that up over to Ingram, but I went with Eric Ebron. And then I went with Robinson from Jacksonville. And then I went to New Orleans Saints. Oh, that's solid, Wes. That's solid. Hey, if you want to, you can write that down. You can put it on a bathroom wall somewhere, and it'll be worth something one day. Okay? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Definitely will. Uh, much better than your jet stack. So you are improving for our listeners, and I appreciate that. Uh, don't underestimate. Joe Flacco showed out on Monday, and I was so close to being an island pick of the Jets that you guys thought I was crazy on last week, and I was so close. Oh, so close. Uh, don't win this week. You wait and see. I will. I'll wait. I'll wait and see. AP, we great job again. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks for all your interaction on Twitter as well as you as you just uh, continue to grow out there in the Twitter world. Make sure you follow my guy, Pierre, at Peewee31. I said that right, right? At Peewee31? You got it. Nailed it. All right. And don't forget to follow the show over at Fantasy Impact Today on Twitter at FI Today with a little underscore. Make sure you follow me as well at Loafinit on Twitter. That way you can keep up with everything going on in the Fantasy Impact Today network. Head over to Anchor FM. Make sure you can find the show there. I know you can find the show there on any podcasting platform that you like to listen to the show on. And just subscribe to the show however you can do it there. Listen to the show. Pierre, something people do, and I found out that is important, they got to listen to the show all the way through. That's important for some reason. So that's fine. You want to cut me off at the end? You want to cut off my little stick at the end? That's fine. You can go ahead and cut me off, but just make sure you hit the little button and go all the way through. That'd be great. Just, just You can stop me from talking. Just go ahead and fast forward. That's fine with me. But listen to it all the way through. And if you end up getting to the end of it, and then you can slap some stars around on the iTunes app, or you can leave a review, or you can leave a comment, we would really appreciate you doing that. But more importantly than all those things... We want to encourage you to go out into the world and make a positive impact in somebody's life today.